So as Carol mentioned uh, yesterday morning, Sayadaw has asked us to share some uh, thoughts or reminders with you each morning. So yesterday there were <clears throat> several questions in the groups about investigation, how to investigate, why to investigate, what to investigate. And I just wanted to uh, share a few uh, reflections and a few things that Sayadaw has mentioned and how we have incorporated it into our practice. <clears throat> uh, as you know, Sayadaw, this is, this is Sayadaw's specialty, asking questions, because this is how his teacher taught him what is going on and why. And uh, when Sayadaw c- couldn't answer the question why, then his teacher just said, well, go find out. And go practice until you know. And it was only if he couldn't find an answer uh, after some period of time that the Sayadaw would then offer some more uh, hints. <clears throat> but uh, we should understand that even though sometimes uh, in practice when we investigate, sometimes it feels like we're actually agitating the mind, disturbing the mind when... You can just kind of come in, sit down, plop into a nice zone, and just kind of cruise to the bell. And that, and then when you have to start asking questions and uh, looking a little more carefully at things, it can feel agitating, like it's disturbing your tranquility. And that's precisely it. That's why we do it, so we don't get uh, identified and attached to the uh, tranquility only or the samadhi or samatha type experience. We should know also that um, the investigation the Buddha pointed out frequently a lot is one of the three energizing factors of enlightenment. You know, energy, investigation, joy. So it has a pretty prestigious pedigree. You know, it's one of the factors of enlightenment. And in the Buddha's discourse on karma, karma creation, karma resultance, and he was asked, why are some beings healthy, long-lived, beautiful, or wise? He said, those who are wise have asked a lot of questions. If you want to grow and cultivate your wisdom, ask a lot of questions. Now, you can ask, and it's proper at times, to ask teachers, read books, and things like that. But let's face it, most of the time, we're not in that situation. Don't have a teacher available, don't have the book that speaks directly to our experience. And so we have to learn how to ask the questions of ourself or ask the questions of our practice, really, and let uh, practice answer the questions rather than our own chattering mind. So... When we talk about investigation, what is it that we're supposed to or that we can investigate? There are three things that I want to speak about. First, we want to investigate <coughs> excuse me, the object, meaning the present moment. We want to investigate uh, our practice, how practice is going in this present moment. And third, we want to investigate our understanding. How do we understand the present moment? 
So when I say that we want to investigate the object, <clears throat> by now, we who've been sitting in on all the groups have realized that Sayadaw reminds every group in every moment there is just something being known. That's it. So the question for us is, well, what? What is being known? Because whatever you come up with as an answer, that's the object. So it's not as if, as Saida reminds us, it's not as if we have to create something. We don't have to look for a meditative experience. We don't have to assume a meditative demeanor. We just have to relax and then remind ourselves even, you know what, something's happening. Something's, something's happening, right? Every moment, something's happening. And then ask yourself, what? What is being known about this moment? What is being known? And when I first started practicing with Sayadaw, the momentum of 30 years of other practice was so powerful that I couldn't get to the present moment. All I got to was my practice habits. I just fell into the way I've always done things. And so I had to really quite consciously and persistently stop doing everything I had done before. Now, many of you have been practicing as long as I have, two, three decades. That's a, that's a lot of momentum in our practice. How are you going to not just fall into what you've always done before? Okay, so I would just stop, totally relax, do nothing, and then remind myself that, oh, experience is happening, what is being known? And contrary to my highest aspirations, what I noticed was it's usually pretty mundane. (laughs) It's usually pretty ordinary, just hearing a sound, feeling some pressure, feeling warm, feeling cool, you know, and that's it. But gradually, as I felt more confident in just noticing the ordinariness of most moments, then the mind opened up to the whole range of physical, mental stuff, both gross, subtle, familiar, novel, uh, mundane, and otherwise. So don't be, um, be careful not to dismiss being aware of very ordinary, mundane, nothing special experiences that are happening in this moment. As Sayadaw reminded us last night, every moment of awareness is displacing a moment in which a defilement would have arisen. Think of it that way. So it doesn't matter what you're aware of, that's good. That means it wasn't a defilement in that moment. So in checking out or investigating the object, uh, sometimes, you know, we, we're familiar with a, f- uh, a wide range of objects, but really they're either pleasant or unpleasant, neutral, and they're either physical or mental. So if you want to keep it really simple, you just draw this little matrix box, pleasant, unpleasant, neutral, physical, mental, and find out where your experience is in that. Okay? Pleasant and unpleasant are not good and bad. 
They're just pleasant and unpleasant, partly conditioned by prior karma and other conditions that are present in the present moment. So we don't have to judge pleasant and unpleasant as good or bad, or even reflective of our practice. Because sometimes the best practice takes place with very difficult, very unpleasant experiences. And gradually, uh, of course, the full range of uh, familiar, physical, pleasant, unpleasant, and mental, pleasant, unpleasant, and uh, very gross to very subtle uh, experiences come to be recognized as just objects being known. Okay, so that's the range of whatever it is that you're investigating as present moment object. So then the question is, well, how do we investigate our practice? Because in each moment, we're either practicing or we're not. How do you know if you're practicing? Well, just ask yourself frequently, is awareness present? This is something Sayadaw said. Just ask yourself, is awareness here? And if you ask yourself that question, you will be checking whether mindfulness is there, but you'll also be checking and practicing mindfulness of mind, which is Sayadaw's signature practice. And so we don't have to go looking for mindfulness of mind. We just have to ask ourselves, is mindfulness present? Is awareness present? If you remember to ask that, you will be practicing awareness of awareness or mindfulness of awareness or mindfulness of mind. But in that, we also want to ask, is there any uh, attitude of mind to be noticed here? Is there any agenda attaching itself to our effort? Is there any idea of a project that we're doing with our practice? It's so easy to hear all of the instructions and get into your own routine. And somehow, practice becomes a project. I'm going to be doing this. I want to accomplish that. I'm looking for this. If I get that kind of experience, it'll be affirming. And those are all uh, agendas and uh, that attach themselves to our effort, to our both attention and our motivation. And if they're present, then we want to notice them, because they do. They do sneak in. As Sayadaw said, when the defilements attach themselves to your motivation or your effort, we end up striving or we end up just kind of cruising in unskillful ways sometimes with attachment, sometimes with aversion, looking to create some familiar or meditative or what we think should be the experience or trying to get away from, uh, to avoid, to minimize what we've struggled with. So we want to be really ask ourselves, this is the question in practice, is awareness present? And what's the attitude towards practice now? Or what's the attitude towards this experience? Is there some feeling of struggle in the mind? Is there some feeling of uh, disappointment with this kind of experience? Is there some sense of judgment about your practice? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm not doing good. Practice is going well or not well. These are all um, attitudes or 
defilements, really, that attach themselves to the mind. If you can see that, oh, there is a relaxed, open willingness to experience whatever's calling your attention, then acknowledge that too, because that is a wholesome, uh, non-agenda attitude of mind. Open, relaxed, allowing, and is there a clarity of recognition? Do you actually recognize what's going on? Then the third area of investigation in our practice is to investigate our understanding. What is the understanding you have of this experience? Now, this is not just thinking about your experience, but sometimes as you are observing what's going on, you can hear in the background of the mind, or you can sense in the background of the mind, this shouldn't be happening. I wonder if this is right. Uh, I wonder if this is a good experience or not. Should I be finding something else? Or even acknowledge or recognize the story you're telling yourself about this experience. Oh, this is arising because... Or, Sayadaw mentioned this... Watch the story that you're telling yourself about this experience because it will indicate, it'll tell you how you understand it. And that's where you can check whether you understand it with the right view or with the wrong view. And that's why we check our understanding. Because whenever we have a wrong understanding of our experience, we're only layering on more and more layers of delusion, confusion, misunderstanding. We can be mindful of many things wrongly. So, you know, there's ignorance and there's delusion. Ignorance is you don't know what's going on. You know, you're wandering on in a wandering mind, completely unaware that you're thinking until you come out of it. That's ignorance. Delusion is you're aware of what's going on, but you wrongly understand it. You think, this is really good, when it's just another object being known. Okay, so when you check what your understanding is or what the story is about this experience, check and see if there's the understanding this is just an object being known. If it's my body, my knowing, my not knowing, my clarity, my practice, wrong understanding. If it's just an object being known, right understanding. That's the first. And then to, to look to see if there's some way of massaging the object. Sometimes the experience gets in there and we want to do something with it. We want to extend it, we want to explain it, we want to figure it out, we want to rehearse how we're going to tell Sayadar about it in group or something. And we want to be careful because that is taking a momentary perception of an experience into our mind and then massaging it, completely losing awareness of what we're doing, thinking that we're 
really with the object because the mind is entangled in it. So entanglement with the mind is not being mindful. So be a little careful and notice whether you're actually just being aware of an object and recognizing that, or whether you're elaborating a story about the object and the experience. Reminding yourself frequently that practice is just to observe or to notice and to observe and to understand. And if you notice, it's good. If you can sustain your observation, that's good. If, you can, if there's some understanding of it that comes, that's good. We don't have to try to make any of those happen except to notice the present moment. If we do that, the rest will happen as the momentum grows and increases. So in all of that, three things. We want to investigate the known, what is being known. We want to investigate what is not known. Sometimes, you know, Saito was talking yesterday, sometimes we think we know what's going on. We assume that we know what's going on. And so we want to sometimes stop and say, acknowledge to ourselves, I recognize this, 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 and this. And then put those all aside. And then just ask yourself, what else is going on here? So I know the breath is going on. I know I got this ache in the back and I got this chattering mind and I got this, you know, blah, 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 rehearsing for the interview. Put all that aside. You know that. Put that aside and then ask yourself, what else is going on? Don't expect an answer. You're not, you're not seeking an answer. You're just making a space in the mind for recognition of what has not yet been recognized. Okay? And then... Uh, Investigate the known, investigate the unknown, and then investigate the practice. Try this sometime. (laughs) Sit still, do nothing. And just see how long it takes for awareness to find you. Sayadaw gives this instruction. Stop doing everything. At this point, you cannot be not mindful. Mindfulness will find you. Notice that. That's how effortless, that's how easy, that's how uh, unambitious we can be in practice. Notice that. So now that I've stopped talking, or will soon, (laughs) is that attitude in your mind? Take a look at that. (laughs) Uh, As soon as I stop talking, and you finally get to your own practice, notice what you do. And is it necessary?